0: St. Augustine of Canterbury Church presents Sunday homilies with Father Samuel Keys. For more information and a calendar of upcoming events, please visit staugustineofcanterbury.org. That's s t augustineofcanterbury.org. Thank you for listening. Does God see you? Put aside what exactly we mean by sight for a second. Whatever sight is, it's a form of direct knowledge. So to ask that question, does God see you? Does God see us? is really to ask the question, does God know us? And while we almost certainly want to say yes, if we are Christians and thinking rationally, it's hard to avoid the conclusion that we do not very often act as if this were true. After all, we don't seem to be aware that God sees us and knows us when we are in the midst of sin. Or perhaps we are aware, but we think God just looks away for a moment. And such presence and perception might seem overwhelming. And so the mind finds ways of tuning it out. As T.S. Eliot writes, humankind cannot bear very much reality. And there are furthermore deep currents of of Christian, especially Protestant thinking, which deepen this divide in vision. Several times in recent classes, uh, and I apologize if I sound like a broken record, I feel like I keep bringing this up in homilies, but I've had the occasion to discuss the Lutheran concept of imputed righteousness, this idea that, that Christ's merit gets somehow credited to our spiritual account as some act of cosmic uh, book fixing, meaning that we get to go to heaven without actually having our souls healed. Where this becomes especially strange is when the legal metaphor turns into a visual metaphor. Uh, and I, I grew up hearing this, that, that this idea that when God the Father looks at us, he, he doesn't see us at all. He sees Christ. Now, there, there is a truth there that a Catholic canon should accept, but but instead of seeing how we are growing into the full stature and likeness of Christ, what what these preachers more often mean is that God just really does not see us because he cannot see sin. Our existence then is just meaningless. We are but dust, onto which God just slaps a picture of Jesus. I have to confess that I never found that image very comforting, because it makes God comfortable with the idea of falsehood. It makes God appear too weak to actually elevate and heal the creatures that he made in his own image. It makes God blind. But in the tradition, we are the ones who are blind. We are so blinded by the double darkness of sin and ignorance that we do not even know ourselves fully. God knows us more intimately than we know ourselves, says St. Augustine in his Confessions. We see but in a mirror dimly, he sees face to face. The saint then adds, and though in your sight I may despise myself and reckon myself dust and ashes, I know something about you which I do not know about myself. It's a strange way of speaking. But by which I think the saint means, I know that you know more about me than I do. So there must be, in the end, more to my life than mere dust and ashes. God sees us. He sees the dust that we were, the dust that we are, and the dust that we will become. And yet, there is this wonderful fact recounted in our collect for the day, one of the, which is from Wisdom 11, uh, it's one of those treasures of this missile, which is unknown really anywhere else in the Roman rite, uh, except in the introit, which we heard in Latin. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made. Who hatest nothing that thou hast made. We might rush through that, but, but it's an extraordinary statement. It's undeniably true, theologically speaking, not just because it's in scripture, God can hate sin because sin isn't something that's in fact made, but rather the corruption of what was made. God's hatred of sin then follows from the fact that he refuses to hate what he has made. Dust, in other words, us. Ash Wednesday is normally seen as a reminder of our mortality, and it is which is, I think, why the babies are crying tonight. It's like, you know, death, morbidity. Um, but that statement that we make isn't just about death, it's also about creation. It's not just unto death shall, uh, sorry, unto dust shalt thou return, right? But also, remember that thou art dust. In other words, you aren't an accident, you aren't a necessity, you exist by the love who crafted you out of the dust And gave you his own breath for your life and he sees you he knows you even when you do not this theme of sight and blindness is a common one in lent it starts today with the contrast uh, in our gospel Uh, sometimes i find it interesting to think of it almost as a kind of ritual insistence on our hypocrisy. But this contrast between being seen by God and being seen by men, it reaches its experiential climax in Passion Tide and the Sacred Triduum, when the images in the church are veiled, and then again unveiled, as on Good Friday, with the command to look, behold the wood of the cross. On which was hung the world's salvation you may not want to but look see what you have done see what you have become lent is certainly about self-examination and penance but the point i want to make tonight is that the perfection of these things is not simply in making a perfect act of penance and self-examination we do not know ourselves well enough to know ourselves well enough we have to know God. We have to see him. Just as I often tell people in the confessional, right? It's, it's not ultimately good enough to stop sinning. You have to replace the bad habit with a good one. We have to see beyond what we're doing, what we ought not to be doing, to the good that God wants for us. So we have to clear up all the debris that clouds our sight. Sin first, yes, clear away the sin, but also the various good things that cloud our vision. I know it's fashionable these days to uh, de-emphasize giving up food and drink and such for Lent, but I don't really know of anything that gets quite so viscerally at our human ability to be distracted by good things. If we can turn from sin and turn also from the good things that hold us back, God will create and make in us new and contrite hearts, raising us from the dust once again, preparing us this time in the glory of the resurrection to behold his face with clear eyes. Amen.